Welcome to the Not Safe for Work History Podcast, featuring sexy, ugly mysteries from all of sexy, ugly history. People always say that nothing stays the same. Well, I can think of at least one thing. People are always fucking. Always have it, always will. It's crass, yes, I know. But that is the show. Here's Jason and Joe. And Amanda. Who joined later? Hey, this is the Not Safe for Work History Podcast. I'm Joe, and that's Jason and Amanda. And this is episode 31. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It's first not. Tri- this is not episode 34. Yep. First no, it's try. It's definitely Nailed 31. It. Beautiful. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, anyway. We got, we got our beer. And yep. wine. And our wine. I need more wine. Amanda, oh my Jesus! Because Amanda is uh, is too good for beer. No, I'm not. I'm not too good for beer, but wine. She is thinks preferable. it's low class. I don't she think beer is low class. No, it just she makes thinks me, it's low class. Look, She's I'm just th- going to be. She thinks the French drink beer. Let me just be honest yeah. with everyone right now. Beer makes me fart a lot, and I naturally fart a lot already. I don't need the extra farting, so wine is <laughs> is best. It's, it's Jason it's could attest to true. this. And it's genetic. Aria has the exact same problem. God damn it. I'm in hell. <laughs> that was the most realest thing I've ever heard you say. Uh, it's just nothing but constant farting. It's awful. <laughs> Did she really walk away to get wine? She did, yeah. Oh my god! <sighs> your phone too, oh, Amanda. Yeah. You no, have I'll to do something it. about I'll your mute phone. It. I can put okay. it. I just have. To, I need a. I have no fingernails. I need something pointy. To I have, mute it? To yeah, because there's a little do not disturb switch. Oh. Oh, actually, you know what? There's a night mode too. I'll do the night mode. That's a that's a screen thing. I can do that. I just have no nails to. Night get. mode. Defender of the day mode. What? <laughs> All right. Are you done yet? What? What's the story here? Hold on, I'm trying to put this in the oh night mode. Oh my Christ! Just throw it at the door. <laughs> now that Amanda's got her wine, I do. You carry on because she just like randomly got up and left the the, the recording room. I thought that my last statement was dramatic enough that it would be natural to walk away. It's not a like we're not a stage production. No, you you're can't right. Drop the I mic thought about and that. walk off. I, you're right. I I think it was really. It should be more of a visual thing, shouldn't it? Yes, it mm-hmm. should. All right. Well, in but my I'm, brain, it was perfect. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you've learned from your mistakes that people can't see us. Thank <laughs> yes. God. Thank God. Well, uh, uh, anyway, everybody's here and in and perfectly fine moods. Mm-hmm. Not not cranky at all. I think we're well, I think we're all scrappy tonight. We are. We're we're ready for a fight. I wish I had a better topic <laughs> that would lead to some some scrappy fights and such. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like this what? one is just so weird. I I don't see how could it can be for us well, maybe, controversial on any level. Maybe well, well it we're not to be controversial. Yeah, 
It's, what the hell? It's, it's good to have a controversy. Are you just being deliberately scrappy? No, no that's that's you. No, you no, no. like controversy. No, no, no. If if you want to be scrappy, it's good to have a good controversial topic you, so you can dig right in. You like being like I like being the bad guy. Ooh. Me? Oh, Jordan man. Peterson See, now, is well, my no, no, no. Messiah. Now he's being deliberate. <laughs> I think women should be stripped of the right to vote. Ooh. Yeah, like that's what you direct Amanda quote right there. Yeah, like basically. <laughs> that's you. It doesn't have to be controversial. It's it's just if if it has if it has if you'd be kind of embarrassed talking to your mom about it. Oh, there's then, so many. Then the, that's that's the that's the kind of stuff that the irony is like that cover. you know what there's the irony is that there is very little that I'd be particularly embarrassed to talk to my mom about. Oh God, yeah, you know what though, she gets embarrassed. Yes, so that she does. Too. You're right. Okay, things that yeah. I know would embarrass my mom is a different thing altogether. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, all right, it, we're just widening the net there a little bit. Yeah. But uh, anyway, no, uh, why don't we just jump right in? Because I don't have any interesting things to say. <laughs> We're talking about Mary Toft. A.K.A. Psycho uh, Chick. Well, come see, yeah, that's just like, oh, she's a woman and she's, you know. If it's it was not a man, a you'd be perfectly, if uh, it was a man, you'd be perfectly fine with these actions. What? Uh, what? <laughs> What is going on? I'm trying to I'm trying to add the controversy to the oh, show that, yeah. that Amanda so desperately was. No, I don't think not. I don't think anybody. This is just another ever. example of the patriarchy run amok. <laughs> Amanda, we literally had a whole episode about cunt. Can't yes. we just have a single episode where we don't have to possibly be yelled at by random strangers online? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's important to. To you know, draw out that kind of attention, and this um, might get Peta on our asses. And, I don't know. And truthfully, this episode isn't that far off from our last one because it's all about shoving something up cunts. Like, well, now you spoiled it. Oh, sorry. People out there might not know who Mary Toft is. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> I had a big dramatic reveal and everything, and it's just like, no. Nope. All right, present. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is just you with Toft. your script being irritated by us messing with your script. Yes. By not knowing it and just yes. like interrupting it with. Yeah, because exactly. nobody reads it before we fucking start recording. Because you write it 15 minutes before the damn thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay. Toft was a 25 year old illiterate servant. Married to Joshua Toft, a journeyman clothier, which I'm assuming is somebody that makes cloth. Or clothes. Could Mm. be either one. Or sells. Well, a journeyman cloth. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's really not important to the story. They're traveling. I don't know. (laughs) According to reports, despite having had a miscarriage just a month earlier, in August 1726, Mary had still appeared to be pregnant. On September 27th, she went into labor and was attended initially by her neighbor, Mary Gill, and then her mother-in-law, Anne Toft, when she gave birth to something resembling a cat Hmm. uh, that was very much dead. It was not alive when it was... And I picture, like, uh, Eraserhead, the baby from Eraserhead. Hmm. When they say resembling... Kind of resembling a cat. That's what I, yeah. Uh, that's I think what of I a picture. cat. 
<clears throat> Do you? Yeah. Uh, well, when they say it the resembled whole... a cat, I picture a cat. That, there you go. <laughs> well, I'm th- no, because baby, you know. Yeah, like yeah. a yeah. a uh, like uterine fluid covered cat. That's I, uh. I watched that movie like. That's like uh. David Lynch. Yeah. David Lynch's first. That movie. sick bastard. It's like that um E.T. looking motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> David Lynch is brilliant. But anyway, actually, he should direct the movie about Mary Toft. Yeah, he could. That's what oh I think God. should happen now. Uh, that just popped into my brain. I think it's you one of send the, him an email. You I'm do going that. to. He did Elephant Man. Yeah, that's true. So why not Mary Toft? Yeah. Anyway, the family decided to call on the help of Guildford obstetrician John Howard. He visited Mary the next day, where he was presented with more animal parts, which Ann Toff said she had taken from Mary during the night. The following day, Howard returned and helped deliver yet more animal parts. Over the next month, Howard recorded that she began producing a rabbit's head, the legs of a cat, and in a single day, nine dead baby rabbits. So they're just popping out of her left, right, and center all month. She's like the Octomom, but with (laughs) dead rabbits. Dead rabbits and cat legs. (laughs) Just, uh... It's just a horror show, is what it is. David Lynch, I'm telling you. David, if you're listening... (laughs) (laughs) This is a a freebie. (laughs) You know, take it. I think you can put an interesting spin on the whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, John Howard excitedly wrote to other men of science around the country, urging them to help him investigate this bizarre phenomenon. Soon, two prominent men sent by the king himself, and this is King George the First, I believe, uh, who was a little, you know, a little sideways himself, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Typical aristocrat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we kicked his uh, ass in a war. Two pr- no, that was... The next George, matter. wasn't it? That was the next... <laughs> it was matter. a George. It was a George from England. It was one of them fuckers. There's a lot uh, of Georges. <laughs> Soon two prominent men sent by the king himself arrived to investigate. Nathaniel St. Andre, a surgeon anatomist to the king, and Samuel Melnieu, secretary to the Prince of Wales. Now, it's important to note, too, that the, this particular King George was German. He spoke German and refused to learn how to speak English. What kind and of most, a fucker takes on most, the monarchy? And most of his, his, uh, his court uh, also did not speak English and were from uh, other European countries. Because they is I mean, let's be real, they're all related. Well, yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's why you have Nathaniel St. Andre and Samuel Molyneux as his court uh, physicians and such. Um, Mary explained to these men that she had recently miscarried, but that during the pregnancy she had intensely craved rabbit meat. Mm. After unsuccessfully attempting to chase down several rabbits, she had dreamt that there were rabbits in her lap. The next thing she knew, she was giving birth to rabbits. Now, so what she's saying is that she was so craving rabbit meat that she was like running around in the fields trying to catch them. Yeah. That, that's basically what she's saying here. And, uh... She's a liar. 
Well, you know, she could have been. No. No? Probably She's not. She's a liar. <laughs> Soon the news had spread locally, and, uh, and Mary became a local celebrity, which necessitated moving her from Goldelming, which is where she was, to nearby Guildford, so that she could be monitored more closely by John Howard. On November 15th, St. Andre and Molnier arrived at Howard's home in Guildford, where and were immediately greeted with the news that Mary was in labor with her 15th rabbit. Toph gave birth to several more dead rabbits in their presence. Uh, in the presence of the doctors, Mary continued to give birth to even more rabbits. The, oh doctors, the doctors <laughs> conducted examinations on the lungs and other internal organs of these rabbits, the results of which show that they probably did not develop inside Mary's womb. St. Andre, however, oh, still seems... Oh, what a seemed... surprise. <laughs> Imagine. St. Andre, can, however... Oh, hold on, hold on. Can I insert here that the way that they did that was, which was very interesting, was they took lung tissue and, and they the, like... saw if it would float. They saw, Yeah, because if it has... Because until your lungs meet oxygen out of, like out of the womb, there's no air in them, right? Yeah. And so if it came out of the womb, and then it would not float. And so they put it in and like air like seeps out of it and also makes it float yeah so basically that lung has absorbed has inhaled ob oxygen from the air so what you're saying is they did the witch test to yeah it. actually <laughs> there is something really creepily accurate isn't there There's something this really is kind of this is kind of beyond that witch uh finding time though mm. so but uh we're in the early 1700s this was so. pure oh science this was actually a scientific you know, experiment. Well, St. Andre, however, still seemed convinced that her case was genuine. He believed that these were indeed supernatural births and took some of the rabbit specimens back to London to show the king and the Prince of Wales. So the scientific, uh, the scientific testing did little to uh, dissuade St. Andre. <laughs> he, was uh, a, he was a real uh, <laughs> savant. Yeah. Uh, as the story of Mary Toff quickly spread through London, the king decided to send a German surgeon, Kreit, uh, oh boy, Kyriaskis Allers. That sounds like totally wrong. Cyriacus Allers. Cyriacus Allers. That's what I'm going with. That one sounds like the most like a proper name. Uh, and his friend, Mr. Bran, to Guilford to investigate the matter further. Allers examined Mary and witnessed several of her rabbit births. However, he was not convinced. On examination of the rabbit parts he had taken back to London, Allers found that, the, that dung pellets in the rectum of one of the rabbits contained corn, hay, and straw, which proved that it could not have developed inside Mary. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty reason. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Allers reported back. Here's to the your king. first clue. It's a fucking rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's a pretty strong, uh, you know, <laughs> indicator. Yeah. Uh, Allers reported back to the king on November 21st that he had suspected a hoax with Mary Toft and John Howard in collusion and showed these rabbit specimens as evidence. Meanwhile, Sir Richard Manningham, which is an actual English-sounding name in this uh, old German-French affair, uh, an eminent doctor and midwife 
Uh, are they called midwives when they're men? Yeah, he was a man midwife. Oh. <coughs> why did I, why did I think there was a different name for that? Anyway, I, it's probably because there were so few <laughs> male midwives that it was like the role is midwife. It's kind of like a male nurse. You think woman when you hear nurse, but true. Yeah. Okay. An eminent doctor it, and would they call it a male midwife? Male. Well, they do call, they call them male nurses. Or they just call them nurse? They call them, I think they do call them nurse, but that's because of the PC, like, current mm. state. But back then, I, I'm thinking man midwife it, is the thing, at least according to the Wikipedia. They keep saying man yeah. midwife. Okay. <laughs> well, he was an eminent one, whatever he was called. See? Among upper class society in London. They were very egalitarian. Uh, was contact, oh, yes. <laughs> they just yeah, didn't eight, trust 18, women. 18th century England was nothing but egalitarian. <laughs> anyway, was contacted by St. Andre to attend uh, upon Mary Toft. After observing her and seeing her give birth to what he believed was a hog's bladder, he also seemed unconvinced. But he was persuaded to keep his doubts to himself by Howard and St. Andre until there was proof of any fraud. I'm not quite sure what kind of proof they were looking for. Uh, Howard and St. Andre were trying to save the reputations in the light of what Allers had concluded. So this is uh, where they start backpedaling a little bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the, score, the story came to the attention of the press and caused a national sensation. Interest in monstrosities and willingness to pay to see them was common in Europe in the mid-18th century. And it is not hard. century... Well, yeah, no, that, I mean, it's kind of frowned upon nowadays, oh, yeah, but if yeah, you I was had... say, do you think that gets the headlines no, but, as it would back then? Yes, but any, any like, hint of something like that, people are totally curious and all over that shit. No, I think everyone's just like, well, that's just bullshit. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> really? Because Jesus appearing on toast still makes headlines in certain circles. Mm, okay, here's the thing about Jesus on toast. It's like a novelty. <laughs> Like it's like well, yeah, oh, but like you so see that this. on like Good Morning America, like at like the end of the show, like in and <laughs> on a lighter note, as we end our show today, here's fucking Jesus on a piece of toast. This psychopath thinks it's real. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's still some things out there that cause you know a little bit of uh, not. I don't want to say hysteria, but there's still things out there that cause that. Well, memes are kind of the modern. Um, the modern version of that, right? What do I mean, you mean? So, well, some dude singing Chocolate Rain, <laughs> and suddenly he's on like fucking Ellen and and all these different talk shows. Oh, so you're you're, you're talking about like viral media? Yeah, basically, yeah. I yeah. think that's what this so is. Un- yeah, I could so say yeah, unusual and funky. Mm. Yeah, I could. I, yeah, I guess you could, yeah you're right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, interest in monstrosities and willingness to pay to see them was common in Europe in the mid-18th century. It is not hard to see why a poor family like the Tofts saw a way to make money with what seems at first a ridiculous scheme as monstrous or deformed people had been exhibited at a price all over Europe for hundreds of years, with poor and wealthy alike equally fascinated. So, you know, it's the, the idea now is that it was a ploy to try to make some money. Yeah, obviously. Uh, 
Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't naturally, as you were saying, you know, that kind of stuff is kind of looked on as being silly now. Um, so we kind of miss when we're just talking about the situation as it is, we kind of miss the fact that this could be a potential way of making lots of money. You know, just, just attention means money, really. I, and more so nowadays with like modern media, but in a lot of ways back then, it, clearly, like you get the attention of people of of note of the upper class of of uh, professions, and if well, they no. want to study you, then they have to. Well, in a pay way, you, yeah. But like, right? if we're going back to the meme thing, mm-hmm. Numa Numa guy did not make any money. Well, no, actually, I take that back. He was in a music video. Yeah, I'm sure he got paid for that. I doubt it. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, we're going way back. Well, any, there's any, okay. So you're to know about new menu. Like there's there's a difference between like say, like a one hit wonder and a um persistent freak. I guess like yeah. like okay, Chris Chan is a persistent freak, eh? Oh jeez, we're just busting all the internet culture. <laughs> you don't want to know. There's no, a really no. okay. No, actually, I do. Can I take the time to just say this oh, quickly? Yeah, do your recommendation. There you go. Um, there's a, a great, amazing documentary series being made, uh, about Chris Chan. Uh, he's basically an autistic guy who is very outgoing, I guess you could say, and And, very gullible and and dramatic and and dramatic and yeah. And, and he caught the attention of, of trolls and such like about a decade ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like 2007, 2008 when it really took off. And, you know, people liked basically torturing him and shit. And he'd uh, always go right along with it. Uh, it's kind of a sad story, really. It yeah, sounds terrible. It is. No, it is. And this guy, oh, I got to find his name. Because he's on Twitter. Uh, Gino Samuel. G-E-N-O Samuel. Uh, is doing this documentary series. He's on part... Well, he released part 12 a week or so ago. Each one of these is like 40 minutes long. So this is like a legit, like, going into all the gritty details about it. Uh, But it got flagged on YouTube for harassment and removed. Um, Unjustly, as far as I'm concerned. Because it's... uh, Yes, it's documenting the harassment of somebody, but that's what it's doing. It's not pulling any punches. Right. It's it's unbiased. It's giving the details, and it actually makes uh, Chris Chan out to be a sympathetic character, and that you know, and kind of highlights the mentally disturbed disturbed nature of some of these trolls, you know. Right. Uh, but if you if you look for Gino Samuel on Twitter, you'll you'll find him, and he. Has where you can find these episodes uh, on another website he's using and such uh, posted there. Uh, I highly recommend it. Anyway, mm. how, why did we start talking about Chris Chan? Talking about uh, well, we were talking about memes, and you were talking about the Numa Numa guy, and you said like that was a like I was pointing out that that's not really a, a valid Christian, comparison. Yeah, okay. Christian Chris would be a persistent like he drew the attention of a lot of people, good and bad. Like you know, yeah. like. Like he was an entertainment for a lot of people, and he was a uh, a victim, you know, for a lot of people. Like an easy, mm. a easy hit because he, of his 
thing. But oh, anyway, yeah. so like I was just really using it to highlight the fact that like you know people are fascinated with uh, the weird. Um, well, or the the different. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like I back then I I followed the whole Christian thing when it was actually I remember, unfolding. Yeah. Because it was interesting to see. Uh, a lot of it was sad, and some of it was funny, you know? Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's just one of those human fascination type things, you know? Human interest uh, uh, stories that's unfolding live <laughs> before your eyes, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that makes me a good person or a bad person that I found entertainment and enjoyment out of watching this stuff. But, humans, uh, we are all natural voyeurs. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's what it was. part of being yeah. human. Yeah, and I said back in the day, somebody's got to make a documentary about this guy because it would be an amazing documentary, and, and this uh, Gino Samuel is doing that uh, very well. So, yeah, go check it out. So, Mary Toft. <laughs> On November 29th, Mary Toft was brought to a bathhouse in London's Leicester Fields where she could be observed more closely. St. Andre contacted Dr. James Douglas and asked him to come to the bathhouse to observe Mary's rabbit births. By the time Douglas arrived, he found himself in the company of a large crowd of doctors and medical men who had been summoned by St. Andre. Unfortunately for St. Andre, who was desperate to have Douglas validate the rabbit's births, Douglas believed the whole affair to be a fraud. So uh, I think St. Andre is just reaching out now to like, I don't think he was uh, involved in the hoax in the fraud. Yeah. I think he genuinely believed this was really happening. <laughs> uh, you know, a miss, a misjudgment on his part, maybe. And as, and as it became more and more apparent that it wasn't real, he was just in, very, very strong denial and reaching out for whatever help you could find. To, like when you realized you fucked up, but you're, you've gone so far that you just have to <laughs> keep going. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good, uh, good description of where he's at right now yeah. in this story. Uh, between 30, the 30th of November and the 3rd of December, opinion was divided among the medical men gathered there. Mary produced no more new rabbits, but continued to appear to go into labor. She was also badly infected and had fits which made her lose consciousness. I wonder how she became infected. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll, we'll get there because we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this once we uh, get through the story here. Uh, shortly thereafter, uh, a porter at Mr. Lacey's bathhouse was caught trying to sneak a rabbit into Mary Toff's room. He confessed to Douglas and Manningham that Margaret Toft, Mary's sister-in-law, had asked him to procure the smallest rabbit he could find. Manningham and Douglas were determined to obtain a confession of guilt from Mary, but decided to see if she would incriminate herself. They didn't have long to wait as she went into labor on the 4th of December, but produced nothing. <coughs> on that evening, they called Sir Thomas Clargis, Justice, Justice of the Peace, to the bathhouse. The porter, Thomas Howard uh, Sorry, the porter Thomas Howard swore a deposition before him, and Clarges immediately took Mary into custody for questioning, but she would admit nothing. Over the next two days, 
Much pressure was put upon her to confess, but Mary held out until Sir Richard Manningham threatened to perform a painful experimental surgery on her to see if she was formed differently from other women. Uh, <laughs> Toff was forced to admit on the 7th of December, 1726, that she had manually inserted dead rabbits into her vagina and then allowed the vagina. I did. I did. I was going to try to, I was going to try to skim right that. What part of her body would the vagina be? (laughs) Vagina. This is a long paragraph. I'm regretting (laughs) and making these paragraphs as long and then allowed them to be removed as if she were giving birth. You know, Jason, I think that we really need to get you to recite the entire vagina monologues and then you'll always pronounce it accurately. No, I say you do it, but instead of vagina, you say vagina. The whole time. (laughs) Vagina. It was a a slip up. I was thinking of vagina Saskatchewan (laughs) as I was reading this. All right. So she was was threatened with physical pain. (laughs) Experimental surgery. She's like, oh shit, oh shit. They're going to cut me. They're going to cut me. I'm going to cut you up, bitch. (laughs) Tell me what you know. Basically. But, uh. Yeah, but she confessed. Uh, And in several different confessions, she implicated a mysterious stranger, the wife of the organ grinder, which is a great one, her Mm. mother-in-law, and John Howard himself. On the 9th of December, Mary Toff was charged with being a, quote, notorious and vile cheat, end quote, which apparently was a criminal charge at the time, (laughs) uh, and sent to Bridewell Prison, where allegedly she was exhibited to large, curious crowds by her warders. What? So she was exhibited to crowds by her warders. No, you know, make make money. Yeah. People will pay to see somebody. And make up the cost of all the investment in this investigation. (laughs) Maybe. All these these freaking imminent... Like freaking scientists and physicians. If you if you want to defend the uh, backwards, uh, horrific prison systems of the 1700s, then I guess you can. Well, do, I mean, you, you gotta recomp that, that that expense, <laughs> really. Like, I mean, you've been you just been hoaxed. You gotta make yeah, that up. That's true. In the after in the aftermath of the hoax, the medical profession suffered a great deal of mockery for what the public viewed as its gullibility. Mm-hmm. On December 9th, St. Andre <clears throat> had an advertisement published uh, in the Daily Journal to try and vindicate his own behavior. And I actually have the advertisement he took out, if somebody wants to read it. Nobody else is looking at the notes. So I guess I'll read no, it. No, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia. <laughs> and this is, this, this, is the, this is the advertisement. I looked up at the top corner and saw nobody else's name there. So I was like, oh, shit. All right, okay. I'm cli- I'll, I'll click on it. Uh, yeah. And the S's are kind of funky, too. So it might be. Uh, so this is the advertisement that uh, St. Andre took out to try to defend himself. It's uh, titled, Since the taking of these depositions, Mr. St. Andre has thought fit to publish the following advertisement in the Daily Journal on December 9th, 1726. Which is a weird way to... to, Anyway, whatever. (laughs) Amanda, you read it. Okay. Okay. Okay, Amanda's going to read it. All right. Shall I start at the having? Yes. 
Having contributed in some measure to the belief of an imposter in the narrative lately published by me of an extraordinary delivery of rabbits performed by Mr. Howard, surgeon of Guilford, and having been since instrumental in discovering the, the same, so that I am now thoroughly convinced it is a most abominable fraud, I think myself obliged, in strict regard to truth, to acquaint the public thereof, and that I intend in a short time to publish a full account of the discovery with some considerations on the extraordinary circumstances of this <laughs> this case. <laughs> it looks like cafe. It's great. <laughs> which <laughs> which mit mitled me in my apprehensions thereof, and which as I hope they will, in some measure, execute the mistakes made by myself and others who have visited the woman concerned therein, which all which will also be acceptable to the world in separating the innocent from those who have been guilty actors of this fraud. So there you go. Just no, really that wasn't a hundred percent. But glad that no one speaks <clears throat> like that anymore. Yeah, I think it's just <laughs> yeah, the font wordy. of the day, really. Uh, you know what that reminds me of? There's a Monty Python <clears throat> sketch where they, um, it's it's like uh, it's olding, it's like Middle English or whatever, and they replace all like L's with er, and they're like ling my burr, like oh, don't forget to ling oh, my burr. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. It, it's and it, it's like it's just like a. A, a amazing sport trying to speak with all of your L's and R's swapped. Anyway, oh I think that was a play on this. This is actually pretty funny. I, I think that's cool. There you go. Mm -hmm. That it. I I tried to read and I couldn't, so I got Amanda to read it. <laughs> that's what happened there. Because it's uh, yeah. Maybe we'll put that up on. Twitter that was so. difficult. Okay. Yeah. It, it was okay, yeah. Buddy. Yeah. I was like, what? Is that letter? There was, uh, yeah, they got stuck yeah. a couple times. So doctors responded to the Toft affair in print, as many were concerned that the episode had damaged the reputation not only of the doctors involved, but of the profession as a whole. Many Bretons uh, were angry with the Hanoverian king, uh, king's preference for German-speaking courtiers and physicians. This is amply demonstrated by the plethora of pamphlets and drawings that appeared in the wake of the Toft scandal, ridiculing St. Andre and the German court physicians and depicting them as gullible or even worse, as charlatans. Uh, <clears throat> and that's so people lashed onto it for that reason there, like their, their hatred of the, uh, the German uh, mm -hmm. court that ruled over them. Uh, public interest in the case died out by around January of the following year, but, but the repercussions continued for those involved. For Sir Richard Manningham and James Douglas, there had been temporary embarrassment regarding their close connection with the affair, but their careers and reputations were secure. St. Andre, however, lost favor with the court, and his reputation plummeted. His patients deserted him. He retired from London and eventually died in poverty in an almshouse in Southampton. Ah, oh, Jesus. Good. I'm glad. You know, John, I have to. I want to step in and defend the physicians right now. The no, truth is that no, not no, Saint no, Andrew. No, no. Here's the fucking problem about physicians. People always just make sh like they just assume they're right. Well, no, yeah. other people. And do. Sometimes physicians are fucking stupid. No, 
no, no, you're right. Like, they can be wrong. People need to understand that physicians can be wrong, but humans can be wrong. Any any field you're in. So it's like, let's, okay, so you don't just, all right, if you have a report of something and you have another person, a, a professional, say, that you respect reporting this, you, you give it attention. You give it fair warning. That's why they, they brought her in for examination. Can and they I wanted point to figure something out, out to you? They're like, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Can and I they point did. something out what? to you? They got to the bottom of it. Can I point something out to you? What? St. Andre is the one. They did those experiments, those tests. And St. Andre said, oh, no, 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 no. No, magic rabbit birth. That's what's going on here. <laughs> All right, just, so just to point that out. a little out. bit more gullible. The very, the very first the tests they did where they proved that, uh, you know, the lungs and everything had been outside of, you know, the womb and breathing actual pretty, oxygen. Pretty easy to detect. Yeah. And he was like, nope. Sorry. So, so, all right. So St. Andre's grasp of actual medical science was not really sufficient. Okay. But he was hey. a physician. Yeah. Hey, Amanda. <laughs> what? What do you call a doctor who graduates last of his class? What? You call him a doctor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just anyway. Are you are you done? I, I just feel like I don't I don't feel like that phys, like any physicians should like I mean I think they investigated and eventually came to the appropriate conclusion. So if you go in to I don't think our they should be family, a- if you go into our family doctor mm-hmm. and you say, "Oh, look, I've got this weird thing on my leg," and she looks at you and goes, "It's magic." You're going to be completely fucking fine with that? No, no, no. I'm not fine with that. I think they're, you know, they're human. They're gullible. But at the same time, I, I feel like uh, ultimately, ultimately somebody was doing self-harm, really, um, to get attention and money. And it was it was outed. It was done. So I think that the whole thing, you know, um, like he was they a were, doctor who, who liked the idea. Magic bunnies were shooting out of a woman's vagina. Oh, it's pronounced uh. vagina. <laughs> so you know what? I'm gonna give the the public a pass in saying this guy's right. fucked. Right. I'm not gonna be his patient anymore. Oh no, that's okay. I I would I would also agree. <laughs> I would not want to be his patient. I'm just saying, like, take it easy on them. Like there was a really odd thing happening, and they. They stuck with it, and they investigated, but and they figured it out. Take it, it out. easy on him. How? I don't understand what you're saying. His patients deserted him because he believed in magic vagina rabbits. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes right of, down of to. Of all of the physicians that were involved in this investigation, what should I they guess. Just, like, oh, well, we won't be his patient anymore, but I'll you just, were just money waiting for, for being You were nothing. just waiting to argue with me. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, I wasn't waiting for anything. I'm surprised that you're trying to defend this guy. No, I wasn't. It wasn't him particularly. You're John Howard had to answer charges of being cons- uh, uh, concerned. Wait. John Howard had to answer charges of being uh, concerned, concerned in the cheat and conspiracy of Mary Toft, but the case against him was dropped, and he remained a respected figure in Guildford. See, so really only the, the only person that really suffered from this was St. Andre. Yes. He, he was the ringleader of, of the, oh, it's, it's real movement in this. Wait, so do you feel like, okay, now in hindsight, in modern science times, we speak in hindsight so condescendingly about this, but in a time where, you know, this is the, this is like the time region where people were like, 
just figuring out how like the heart and, no, and blood no, system worked and no well you know, no like, now yeah, you're like, now you're being too like you're being reproductive too, science is is you know relatively you know you're being young. a little too insulting to our ancestors now is what you're uh, doing. This was they were the too stupid they're too stupid to build the pyramids no 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 what i mean is you know like, that that's, there that's, were that's, there were question marks around and especially when it comes to reproduction and sexuality those were topics that were kind of late Bloomers. Can I ask you something? What? what? Are there people nowadays that believe in ghosts? Yes. Are there people that believe in aliens? Yes. Are there people that believe in sea monsters? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. But you're, or you would just it's the same fucking thing. No, because you can go on, and it pains me so much to say this, but you could turn on the History Channel and see a show of a doctor talking about how aliens, I don't know, fucking... Carved rocks in Arizona. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, you know, we're not so different from from those people in the, uh, in the 1800s. No, I believe you, but see, out of that I say, like, I'd like, have some empathy because somebody is saying, you, we're, having, we're having somebody delivering animal parts out of their body and a bunch of people being like, what the fuck? What is causing this? Yeah, that's How why I just brought up the history they're channel. To, they're just trying to figure Because it you out. know what? I think they had their shit more together back then. I'm glad St. Andre died penniless in a fucking mom's house. Because you know what's happening with, with that, that fuckhead with the weird hair on ancient aliens? Hmm. He's oh, making man. a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. He's going on tours, lecture tours and shit. You're angry at alien history guy, aren't you? I'm angry at the History Channel in general because they have a lot of bullshit on their fucking channel. Because people, lots of people, many more people are interested in that bullshit than actual history or actual science. That's why the Learning Channel is full of fucking reality TV shows now. It's not even even the Learning Channel anymore. They just call it's it TLC. TLC. Yeah. yeah. You know what it is? MTV. You, you know what it is? That, it's just MTV. You yeah. know what's what's unappealing? Like, we want people to like history, but you know what's really unappealing about history to people? Is how close it is to them if it's presented to them in the right way, you know? Like. But that's how you learn. No, I agree. And like, that's you how have you to progress. Know, like, the, truths about humanity come from history and about what's in your own self. It was the same thing that the same weaknesses are in us that were in cavemen. Well, and people in gotta stop being and pussies and confront that shit. You're right, Jason. People should stop being pussies. Well, no, you're just telling you're calling people cowards because they don't want to admit that to themselves. Yeah, what I mean is, you're you're when you're sitting on your couch at night, it's not the time when most people are trying to be uh, heroic and. Uh, self examine and uh, you know yeah, self-deconstruction. They want to watch, they want to watch, they want to watch American Pickers and Pawn Stars. Oh man, I hate that fucking show. Are you going to say <laughs> that there's nothing that you like to zombie out on? Because I would like to disagree with that if that is what you're saying. I play World War II flight simulators. <laughs> That's what I do. Which gives you great insight into your own self. (laughs) I have to manage my my coolant temperatures, Mm -hmm. oil temperatures. It's very difficult. (laughs) Between three and five, 80 or die. 
Yeah, that's right. That's that's a bit too inside, I think. Mm. But anyway, fuck. How did we get on this? No, and American uh, Pickers. I I watched a few episodes of that, and then I saw them talking about uh, something from ancient Rome, and they were completely fucking wrong about it. Like totally, like as wrong as you can be. And that got me thinking. Well, if they're that, say it was Greek. I can't remember. What ex- <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was now. But I was like, if they're this wrong about that, what about all this other stuff they're talking about that I have no idea about? Are they completely wrong about that shit too? And then, then I stopped watching it. And that's when I realized that you know, the History Channel was no longer viable for me. <laughs> so. <laughs> Knowledge anyway. is knowledge is Modern meaningless. Marvels. That's the only good show. On. You can't trust anything. On. I don't know, but well, no, God. but you know what I mean. Like if if they're if they're completely bullshitting about this thing yeah. that I know about, what, yeah, and all the other stuff they're talking about, I don't know about. How do I know? It's probably if bullshit too. Well, no, it might be. not be. But yeah. how do, how do I know? No, that's how, true. You know. So back but to Mary anyway. Toft. Let's talk. As about for this Mary woman. Toft, the case against her was dismissed. Not for lack of proof or guilt, but probably because of the further embarrassment to the establishment that would ensue if the case was pursued any further. She spent a few months in jail, then returned to relative obscurity. In the years that followed the scandal, the Duke of Richmond, who had a residence near uh, where she lived, uh, sometimes showed her at dinner parties for the curiosity of her guests. Or his guests, sorry. In April 1740, Mary was charged... And uh, with receiving stolen goods, I committed to the House of Corrections in Guilford, but was later acquitted by the jury. She died on the 13th of January, 1763. So really, you know, (laughs) what do you mean? Ah, she lived a good long life. 1763. Hold on. She was she was 25 and she was 25 and 26. Oh no, you're right. She did live a good good long life. You're right. Yeah. I was just looking back. I was like, it sounded very short when you jumped like that. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, 62. She was yeah. That's a good that's a good age. And she already had she had three kids too. Yeah. That's like 162 in that time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's not get into that. But you know, this whole story, this like, regardless of all the other stuff around her, to me, it's like. Uh, she, somebody put the idea, or she got the idea in her head, rightly, that if she could produce this scam of giving birth to animal parts, that she would become famous. And clearly she is, because she is now being featured on our podcast in the year 2018. She would never have imagined that such fame would have come to her. Yeah, but I... How did the idea come about? That's what I like. Well, in the wiki, it says here, that it was like a tinker woman that said she would, she would live like she would never want for anything in her life if this happened or something. Okay, well, here's the part that bothers me about the story. It's not the story itself, it's how it's talked about now because. What's the one thing on your mind when you hear this story? Maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. Um, What's the one question that pops in your head? Did she get it in there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, is, I, I nobody you- talks about that whatsoever. She's shoving rabbits in not just one. I mean, what? She gave birth to nine at one point? No, no, no. Okay, like when I read this, it sounds like at regular intervals during this whole thing, her husband was like, 
sneakily buying baby rabbits. Yeah. And, and like all the, these people were helping her by buying the smallest rabbits possible. They were dismembering them, I'm pretty, it seems like, because they were coming out in parts. So, like, a woman can squeeze out a huge baby. And she uh-huh. started doing this after having a miscarriage. So I'm thinking it was it was like, hey, let's take the opportunity while that's all big and wide. You're missing. And you're missing the point. What? How is she getting? She's shoving things up her vagina. I know, but like that doesn't puzzle you or intrigue you or make you go ew at all. I'm a woman. It's just oh, it's just all the, oh, the fact that. Oh, okay. So you're completely fine with dead animals? No, being... no, no. I would not do. I would not <laughs> shove dead animals up my vagina. But That's the good. I, the logistics of doing it is not in question. I understand the logistics. I could probably fit my fist in your mouth if I really wanted to. I can fit my it's fist not... in my mouth. No, you couldn't. I, I could if I, I I tried hard enough. You I'm sure. You would rip my mouth. It would not be good. <laughs> okay. But anyway. But no, I, I understand the mechanics of it. Oh, okay. We're talking about the the human element, the the mentality. The do you understand what I'm saying at all? She was like, attention equals money equals living nicely for the rest of my life. I am a peasant woman. Uh, here's a quick opportunity. It's like winning the fucking lottery. That's what it is. Okay, apparently it's like it if doesn't... I can pull this off, I'm gonna win the lottery and I will live in comfort for the rest of my days. That, that I get it. I wouldn't do right. it. But okay. I get it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I don't know. There I is thought... no mystery here. Somebody with a dumb, no, I opportunistic know. idea. I know there's no mystery. What I'm saying is that... Oh, never mind. I give up. <laughs> Did I take the wind out of your, your curiosity, <laughs> Sam? What has happened? I have no idea. This is... <laughs> Oh, it's this still is, is anarchy. It's still going out on Tuesday, so. But, I don't uh, care. <laughs> no, I just I don't know. I thought that was I was trying to really bring the uh, NSFW aspect of the show into the story and discussing that particular aspect. All right, that I can isn't, I can do that. No, 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 no! You ruined it. So <laughs> no, we're I gonna, can. We're gonna move on. There's I, something Jason, else that I Jason, thought of too. No, look, listen, Jason. I'm gonna. No, I I have no, figured out a way. I'm taking my headphones off. Look, no, I figured out. A, I figured out a way for us to headphones make, are off. Get a lot of attention in a short period of time. <laughs> I'm so, just gonna cut this out. What you're gonna do oh is we're gonna drive out to this farm and we're gonna buy a bunch of baby rabbits. And then we're gonna bring them home, and we're going to slaughter them. And then mm. I'm then we're gonna shove them up my vagina as much as far as they can go. And then we're gonna call a doctor and be like, "Oh my god, I'm in labor, and I can't move. I'm in labor already." And then they'll show up, and then I will give birth to these parts, and uh, and then it will be on the cover of what's the what's the news thing? Uh, what's the the like celebrity news like gossip? Psychiatry Today. No. <laughs> this woman put dead animals in her vagina. No, no. And pretended to get well, no, birth to them. Obviously, we'll nobody t-shirts. would buy it now. I know nobody would buy it now. <laughs> anyway, it's you're true. Being it's like ridiculous. that stuff. No, we have evolved. We we now know too much to be able to be fooled by this. Oh but fuck in, off! In the 1700s, there are people that no. I can guarantee you there'd be people that think no. that it's fucking legitimate. Oh, for sure there would. Not a large percentage of the population, but there'd be people out there. That would fucking believe it. 
Some people believe anything that they Joe, hear. Joe, you know, you know what I'm saying is true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people don't believe in evolution, so. Yeah, like, there's, there's people out there with, that would fucking believe it. Anyway, whatever. That's, that's it. <laughs> is this the episode? That's, that's the end of the fucking episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I hope. Oh, well, I, I hope you all enjoyed this. <laughs> uh, it was rough, but whatever. I'd hate. I've, I'm. I'm concerned to turn off the microphone because I don't know what's gonna happen on the other <laughs> line, guys. Uh, where can people find us? <laughs> <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Uh, please rate and review us on any of those. Assuming you can rate and review us on all of those. I don't know if you can or not. And follow us. On Twitter at NSFW History. Yep. That's it. <laughs> uh, well, we got our controversy. Is that what it was? I, I, I have no idea what it was. I think it was just bickering. I don't even think there's any we controversy. Won. Insane woman. No, not even insane. Actually, probably not insane woman. Like, strategically minded woman shoves animal parts up her vagina in order to get attention and money to live happily ever after but smart people mm. eventually figure it out i'm gonna say you probably have to be a little crazy to do that i don't know well she did get an infection little, but yeah. i mean i guess yeah like cormac I don't know mccarthy's she could have been cormac mccarthy's that. cormac mccarthy's ex-wife uh hit a gun in her vagina and then pulled it on her I almost said vagina again, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I don't you know what problem. I don't know what's wrong with me today, but vagina cannot pronounce vagina. You know, I just watched something, re- just like in the last day or two, where somebody was just say cunt. Was you have no problem it. with cunt. But no, I'm trying to. Th- I watched something where somebody was was pronouncing Thanks. it vagina cunt oh, like over and, and over. And you again. absorbed and it. I, maybe that's what's happened here. I don't know because I do know better. It's like anyway. it's like when I hear uh, nuclear, it drives me fucking nuts too. But anyway, yeah, okay, yeah, see, ya. whatever. <laughs> Bye. See ya. You can run a diamond to the river, wrap it around